Yes, yes, today, yes, yes, today, you know, as we start this show, this one mic. Uh, there is a pause throughout the stadium as this man sounds like he just coughs up a lung. They're looking around, the jumbotron shows and pans the cheerleaders, and as it goes down each cheerleader's face, each one breaks up into laughter, which at this particular time destroys half the stadium. The other half is still trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Does this guy need uh, CPR or something? And then at that particular time, I lost it. Devon <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Today, Phoenix is another place. They got a great uh, training staff. I mean, they, they were able to breathe life back into Shaq. And if you can do that, you know, people talk a lot about their training staff. Yes, yes, today, you know, as we start this show, this one mic. All right, welcome to one mic here on the RSG Airwaves. As I always say, uh, you get a chance to go to realsportsguys.com, uh, click on the podcast uh, tab, and you can catch up on all our recent podcasts as well as get deep into the catalog. Uh, we also will have uh, blogs on there where folks will uh, post. We have a number of uh, interesting uh, uh, blog posts uh, on there and uh, folks' perspective on sports as well as other things. So, you know, that's everything, RSG, uh, go to realsportsguys.com. You know, we thank you for uh, being with us. Um, you know, if you have a chance to, to rate us, we always love the fives, love the reviews and the feedback. Uh, but it's good, uh, good, good. So we're we're winding it down. Those of you who've been um, with us for the past uh, month, we've been kind of working through previewing each division um, in the NFL, and uh, we're going to preview our last division tonight um, and make some uh, Super Bowl predictions um, as well. Um, a lot, you know, this is football. College football is kicked off this weekend. Uh, great weekend of college football. Um, we didn't have a rundown, but I, I might even want to just – jump in with the guys on that um, just because there's just so much that's happened over this weekend in college football. Um, we got Notre Dame playing tonight uh, against Louisville, so uh, that's exciting. Um, you know, we got football basically until early February. Um, but tonight we're going to put a lot of eyes on on, on, on NFL football uh, and spend time with that. Before I do it, I'm going to bring in my co-host uh, who uh, do this run with me. Um, and uh, it's fun to, to kind of do this stuff with these guys. And so I'm going to bring the guys on. I'm going to start with the youngin. Um, this guy has grown, uh, found his way, found his voice, um, and then bringing it together. I, I went back and listened to the old show, the, the, the previous um, um, uh, divisional uh, previews we've done. Uh, he's been dropping some gems, uh, just doing an excellent job. The youngin, my man, Darnell. How you doing, brother? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. Uh, Labor Day, working tonight, but. We don't get through it, but yeah, I'm I'm good. Another good day of practice tonight, so uh, I'm ready to get this show on the road. That's right, that's right. We got a lot, you know. It's uh, uh, going to be some good stuff. Uh, 
tonight uh, uh, that we get a chance to cover. But, uh, yeah, man, you've been doing some great analysis. I've been going back with uh, some of our previous shows and breakdowns. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to what you got your perspective on the AFC West tonight. But when we got the veteran, you always oh. got to have a veteran in the post. You got to have somebody who's always making it happen. Uh, we got a man, Hank Davis, and, you know, he, 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 he's what you can, you can mark up like 22 and 10 uh, when he's in the game easily, the big fundamental. What's up, Hank? Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, D? What's going on, Darnell? Want to take the time to wish you fellas a very, very happy Labor Day. Hope you guys had a nice relaxing day. I know I did. Uh, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, it's funny how we say that the Memorial Day is the unofficial beginning of summer and Labor Day, unfortunately, the unofficial end of summer, but the, official, the unofficial beginning of the fall. We know that by this weekend with all of the college football that we were able to just take in and, and, and get ourselves ready. And now we've got our pallets nice and full to start the NFL on this Thursday. And, again, it's football season. We're right in the middle of it. Even though it's starting, the anticipation is there, and I can't get it, and I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it was a great uh, weekend, man. I've been listening to – I've been watching football, uh, watching games, and, and – uh, the college football has just been interesting. Um, yeah, you watch uh, Tennessee get beat by Georgia State. My goodness. I don't hear anybody. I, was, I said the SEC is garbage. I've been saying it for years, and they just proved to be garbage. And I I knew North Carolina and Matt Brown were going to be South Carolina. You know, and, you know, people talk about the SEC. They really come down to Alabama, you know, uh, Auburn, uh, Georgia. You got a few top-heavy But what what, what LSU's up and down. They, they finally found the forward passing game. LSU finally came into the 21st century, uh, you know, with the forward passing game. They, they throw it downfield. Uh, and, uh, but they're limited offensively. Great defensive guys and limited offensively over the years. Uh, you keep it real. And so it, it, it's interesting when you watch uh, some of this stuff play out. But, uh, you know, Alabama looking good. Uh, you know, they had, they had some struggles. They had some stuff like that. But, man. You got you got two of Anna's brothers. It's gonna be nothing nice over there in Bama country. I just put them in another category. Um, uh, Clemson, uh, watching them uh, look out, and and watching Oregon. I cannot believe Oregon. Oregon fans, this I don't even have to tell you. I packed twelve. My goodness, they whooping up on Auburn, and I said, oh, they got control of this one. And then they just they just let them come back and let the young the the other ball. The other bow notes, the other freshman bow notes, took him to the house, and then we'll attack it. I don't know what to say about my brother. They said he'd have lost hardball. Well, they, the hardball might be fine because he's going to lose his job. How do you get a lead like that at home and just blow it? Look on his face in the postgame, he said it all. But that's college football, 18 to 21-year-olds. You never know what they're going to do. You can, you can practice all week, but you don't never know what's going to be in the air when the lights come on. But we'll, we will have time to talk about some college football. But we're going to kick this, uh, if you're first time listening to us on um, uh, uh, one mic, we, we kind of have three segments. We have open mic. That's when we kind of get warmed up, get our chops warm. And then the cypher is like the main. That's when we start to get in our stride. That's what we'll talk about the AFC West. And we get into uh, Super Bowl predictions uh, in those spaces. Um, and then um, – uh, then we we drop the mic, and that's what we have. Our elder, that's our man Hank, will will say those final words and close close out the show uh, for you first time listeners. And so we'll we'll begin to that cipher here uh, within the next uh, ten to fifteen minutes. But we will start with uh, 
there was some interesting an interesting move here in the open mic that we want to spend a little time with. Um, I don't know what Houston's doing, but they, you know, uh, Clowney was, uh, uh, you know, uh, they tried to uh, franchise tagging. Some stuff was going on. They weren't going to try. They couldn't find a way to get an extension. Couldn't do it. So they ended up trading him to Seattle, which I know Seattle's happy. Uh, they get back uh, uh, two other linebackers uh, uh, that they get. They get uh, uh, Mingo uh, back, and um, they get uh, Jacob Martin uh, back, kind of defensive end, rushing folks for him. They also make a move with Miami, um, and they get uh, uh, they, Miami gets two first round draft choices in 2020 and 2021, plus a second round uh, one, plus uh, a couple of players, uh, and then. Uh, 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 Houston gets the key part of it. They, they get they get tons of a, a great left tackle uh, to protect uh, their, their their young quarterback uh, that they need because that offensive line really needs to be fixed. But you lose a great guy like Tony in the mix. Um, I'm not sure if I would have given up two first round draft choices plus a second round. There's a lot of picks to give up over the next couple of years. Uh, they get Kenny Steele back in terms of receiving core. You know, Kenny was raising all that stuff with Jay Z. Now, I knew his Jay-Z number one. His coach was playing Jay-Z, uh, Jay-Z's records uh, in practice. Uh, I knew he was, and he wasn't performing on the field. Uh, so a lot of movement happened in Houston. Uh, so I want to kind of talk about, you know, because Bill O'Brien, there's no there's no um, GM there, which I know Bill O'Brien doesn't want a GM right there because in my, my sense, he's on the hot seat in my mind because Bill O'Brien has just fallen short for whatever they thought they were going to get for him as a coach. And uh, the the problem with this whole trade, because you would get a guy like Thompson who is on a final year of his contract, and you don't negotiate an extension, you get a premier left tackle, and you basically are giving him all the leverage he can get, and you don't get him on an extension, you don't you don't you don't get some type of agreement and and, and build an extension, uh, uh, talk to the uh, his agent, talk to him, get that built in when you get him in, so you got protection. You get a deal maybe over the next three or four years with him as your left tackle. I mean, it just, but that's what happens when you don't have a GM. I don't know what they're doing down there in Houston. But when y'all look at this, you know, where do you put Houston with these moves? What do y'all think about what y'all saw down there? What, what's your opinion on, well, uh, 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 on what they're doing? I think, I think they came up. I think um, Houston – Made a very good move picking up Laramie Tucker from a guy last year that he ended up he ended up with zero sacks allowed for the whole season. This is one of the best left tackles in the whole game, and when when you're dealing with a team like um, Houston, where um, Deshaun Watson was running for his life, a guy like that is really gonna um, he's a guy that's really gonna set set the tone for the offensive line and. Um, he, that can bring uh, a, a form of stability, not only in the passing game, but in the running game as well. I think that can make a huge improvement for um, Houston. And they also brought in a receiver as well, Kenny Stills. Yeah, and, and, uh, I, and I think what you're saying is right. But normally when you do a deal like that, you, you also get the extension because you know how valuable it is. Right. You know, get the deal done. You know, you know how valuable it is. You can lock him up. You know how valuable – now you got Deshaun, his bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? You, you got probably yeah. one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the game. His bodyguard – I mean, he was in the hospital 
He had like 60-something sacks. I think he took 60-something sacks. I mean, they were killing him. So now you got somebody to shoot that up. You got to find a way to hold on to him more in a year, or you're going to have to roll up the Brinks truck for him now. Oh, he's going you know, to you You're going to have to do it. So you should somehow negotiate something to hold on to him uh, uh, with that. I think, I, I think you make all the great points. I think Kenny Stills in the right environment can be a great player as well, but it's the, it's the little details you miss when you don't have a GM. And I just don't think coaches can, uh, you know, play that, that GM by committee and it's not going to work. Now you miss out on something like this. And so you, you've got to find a way to negotiate this extension with him to get Tunzo, you know, for multiple years, get him, get him signed up, get him wrapped up. Now you guys, you got, you got a bodyguard because you need a bodyguard. Uh, hey, uh, I, I tell you what I think. I, I think that what the Texans did um, is, I think we're listening to what you're saying as far as the actual business aspect of this thing and trying to lock him up for multiple years. I don't really think they're thinking that way. I think they looked at what happened uh, with, um, with 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 in, in in Indianapolis and with Andrew Luck, and I think they jumped and I think they leaped and they hurried up and got themselves in a the position. That they can probably steal the division now, and I think. You, but the first and foremost, you've got to protect Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has been getting just murdered the whole preseason, okay. And I think any other piece that we haven't talked about yet is the fact of I think that what Darnell's saying is absolutely right. Now I think Miami now is trash because they, they, it's almost mm-hmm. as if they know they're, they're, they've gone into this season to tank. And so they've gotten rid of Kenny Steele. They've gotten rid of now Larry Mitonsel. Um and, and, and that's going to really help Houston a long way. Uh, and, I think, and, again, I think it's a brilliant move, at least for this year, to try to uh, win this division. And it's, and it's a win-now sort of mentality I see them taking. Now, now, that could really bite them in the butt down the road because unless there is some conversation about uh, extending during the season, which I doubt. But um, I, this is a definitely a win now situation. The other piece, though, is uh, um, you know with 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 uh, with, with, with Seattle and and Zadavian uh, Clowney. Um, I think that if he can stay healthy, you know he's he's still got a lot of talent. He still you know can be a force. His thing is his health, and if he can stay healthy with that team, all of a sudden now you've given. Um, Seattle a little bit, even though we had all picked them to, to be uh, right there on the cusp of the playoffs or even a playoff team, that 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 little bit of an element helps them a great deal, a great deal. So I think that helps Seattle. I think that's a win-win for them. I definitely think it's a win-win for Houston. And again, I just think that Miami has. It seems like to me they've thrown in the towel even before the ball has kicked off for the season. Well, if I were asking you both, do you trust Bill O'Brien? If you said, do I trust him? Here's the thing about Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien looked like he was going to be a, a pretty decent uh, football coach at the collegiate level. Okay? It's really, for me, I think he's underachieved uh, in Houston. I really do. I think that what, what Houston has tried to do with some of the talent that you can really speak to with that team and what he was supposed to be able to do with that squad that um, – that, that the fact that Houston has not really taken that next step, that next what I will call definitive step, 
I mean, you look at what what the, what the Colts were supposed to be before the surprise, you know, retirement of Andrew Luck, and people were saying maybe Houston, maybe Houston, and then Houston started to make some moves after that after that retirement. I don't know if they're if they're um, you know tied together any kind of way, but the timing is pretty you know unusual. But again, I think you have to look at if you've done this, that this is probably a wait and see too with Bill O'Brien. Can you get this team over the top now? with uh, Andrew Luck out of the division, or are you still, you know, just kind of like dancing around in circles? Yeah, I, I think that uh, um, he's, he's got to really make some things happen. I mean, especially like, he, you know, especially offensive guru, you know, getting a guy like Tungo to really give you an anchor um, on the on the backside of Watson, you know, can help your running game as well, um, you know, now he should not have a lot of excuses. That offense should be able to produce. Um, you know, I think they've had some devastating injuries on defense that kind of just derailed them, some top players. Um, you know, I think he was looking more at getting some depth as well um, uh, with that. Um, and so, you know, I think, you know, this is a season for him to do something. You know, he's got to really make some strides. Um, you know, I think that's part of it. He's not in a hurry to get a GM because a GM – you hire a new GM, the GM wants their own coach. <laughs> so I know he's not hurried, you know, if he has anything to do, I think he's glad that the situation is the way it is because that, that means you don't, he's not going to be on the clock with a new GM who's going to be ultimately want to get his own coach. So we'll be watching mm-hmm. that situation. You listen to RSG, one mic. Uh, we're in the uh, open mic segment of this before we go into Cypher, talk about the AFC West. Uh, we're going to take a quick call here, and then we're going to get into our, our, our it looks like we have somebody here on the line with us, see what we have going on here. Uh, you're on RSG, uh, one mic here. Who's, uh, who's on the line? Yeah, this is Naj, man. What up? What up? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, man. Just listening to y'all. Wanted to what's comment your... on the Houston situation. Okay. What, 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 what's your comment? Yeah. Well, first things first. Uh, the reason why you don't see guys get these extra powers anymore, the idea of a coach slash GM, mm-hmm. is because. It's a conflict of interest. If you're a GM, you have to think in long-term chunks. How about the franchise over 10 years? If you're a coach, mm-hmm. you have to think short-term success, not only to keep your job, but, you know, you're going to be judged on season by season. And you should have some mm-hmm. say with the GM, but the GM overall needs to overrule you with the health of the franchise in mind, which is why you get disasters like this where somebody says, I'm, I might not be here like Magic Johnson. And he starts trading first and second <laughs> for a tackle who, I mean, honestly, Tunku is pretty good, but I wouldn't call him a premier tackle. Like, if you're going to give up the boat like that, you go get Trent Williams for Washington. Like, that's a legit star number one left tackle. That's who you go get. And then, to, like, take it a level deeper, honestly, the majority of Houston's protection problems are self-induced. Uh, as great as Deshaun is, he does have a tendency to – run into sacks. Like, a lot of the times we're not talking about a jailbreak and Deshaun just gets hit. A lot of times Deshaun is trying to make a play, trying to make something happen, and he ends up either getting into the, the edge rusher's lane or, you know, he's taking so long because, what, everybody there is dependent on what Hop can do that he ends up in a bad situation. So a lot of that is not even really being fixed, and this is just – like, this is a emergency panic situation where you see this dude trying to keep his job and he's giving up future, you know, quality future things. 
in order to keep that job. So we'll see how it goes, but they should be good on offense with everything they uh, kind of compiled. But, uh, I, man, Bill O'Brien, to no. me, he's not that deal. I agree with you, Naj. I agree with the fact that, first of all, you can't go down in history in any sport and really see where that GM and coach combined role has really worked out really well. Because, again, you you, you, you got to take the business aspect, but you're getting down on the field, you're getting down on the court, and you really got to see what's going on in that locker room. And so sometimes, you know, you, you, you if you're Bill O'Brien, I agree with you 100%. I think a lot of these moves are made to try to hurry up and, and get a, a, a win this year in the division when they think the division is probably weakened now with Andrew Luck being gone. I agree with that 100%. The other piece, though, um, you know, the, maybe the price is right because I, for what I understand, I think that uh, Tunsil is still on his rookie deal, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe that's what made that deal maybe more attractive or maybe more lucrative, not lucrative, but maybe more uh, budget-wise for Houston versus going to get Trent. But that, that's what I see there. But but I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I don't like the fact that they that some of these franchises still want to have a coach in the gym. But there's nowhere where you've seen where that has ever worked. Yeah, and I think, and Naj, you made a really good point. Because uh, I, I talked about this in one of the previous shows. You know, when we think about people getting sacked, you have to, you have to watch quarterbacks who create and who move. When you have offensive linemen who are – getting set up in a certain drop uh, because that's the way the play is designed. And when a quarterback moves and changes the, the level, that then allows for the defensive lineman to have the advantage. That's no longer on the lineman. That's on the quarterback creating that kind of stress in terms of the protection. And, and part of it might be, so the, what you might wonder is, you know, Deshaun's like, I can't trust you. <laughs> but it will be yeah, right. a level of trust <laughs> with this pickup that will let him you know what I'm saying? Well, I get hit I'm like, I don't know if I put my hands in you brother's hands. I got to use these feet to get out of here. It's a jailbreak in my mind. I'm feeling I, But I think the point you make is important, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts now that he has this somewhat security blanket on the backside, you know, and, and whether or not he could do that, and will he that allow him to sit in the pocket a little bit longer. But that's when you have to really get disciplined on him, like, you know, the boogeyman isn't coming. You need to sit here and be disciplined. And that's what O'Brien is going to have to really be on him to run the play the way it's designed to be run and not to be too quick to get out of there. So I think your point is, is, is right on there. And I'm glad you said something about O'Brien. Because I always felt some kind of way about O'Brien. You know, he say all the right stuff. But then you look and you're like, man, you just, y'all not producing. And he's had talent. And he's had some injuries. But it just seems like he just misses it in the biggest moment. There's some coaching stuff. Something goes on in the biggest moment. He just falls short. And uh, but he's been getting passed for a while. So we'll we'll see if that that, that yeah, comes up. Hey, hey brother, well, we want think to about people. it. Well, 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 think about yeah. how lucky he's gotten too within that division. The year Luck yeah. was out because he yeah. was hurt. Uh, the, the stuff that's happened yeah. with Mariota. So I mean, the division was there yeah. to be had, and like you said, he's failed multiple times. So I'm, I'm gonna get out your way, but yeah, I'm not an O'Brien guy. Yeah. And like I said, y'all watch Tunsil because I'm not 100% sold on that dude. And when Miami is willing to give him up, it kind of makes you wonder about something, too. They got a rookie, mm. uh, supposed franchise left tackle on a rookie deal, and they're willing to let him go. Mm. Make you question some things. But, yeah, y'all be easy, man. I'm going to hang back and listen to y'all. Good show. Hey, man. Thanks for being here. All right. Thanks for the call, Nazi. Anytime, brother. Show. All right. 
All right, I got one thing to say about Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Because um, he 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 does have he does have a very good point where he says um, it means something where where the team was willing to let him go, but at the same time, the guys in that locker room are really saying like they're going to revolt if they traded Laramie Tunsil for um. Clowny. So look for so look for that in the future. If there's guys that are gonna be um kind of um disgruntled per se in the locker room in down in Miami. Because the players if the if the head if the like front office if they didn't like them, yeah. there are players in that locker room that really believed in Larry Tucker. And I think he's just in a bad situation, like where we don't really see him much. But it doesn't mean he's not a very good tackle because if you look at this, like Antonio Brown said, men lie, women lie, but analysts don't. Larry Tunsil did not allow a sack all last year. We just don't watch him play. He's on the he's on the Miami Dolphins, the tanking team. He's not on the Dallas Cowboys that are on TV all the time. He's not on the Patriots that are on TV all the time. So we don't necessarily notice his play, but he is a very good player. Yeah, I mean, we put it up. It, it, it's good to have Nas talk. See, that gives y'all a sense of the people we got in the movement. That was some good stuff uh, that we got brother on here. Uh, Nas, thank you for joining us, brother. Yeah, we're going to keep an eye on this. We'll keep an eye on this. And, you know, before we close and go into the cypher, um, one of the things they were talking about, uh, I was hearing some people chattering about, is the fact that uh, Miami is trying to do everything to get Flores the kind of locker room he wants. Now, I don't know what this Tunzel move means with that. I think they were just trying to get picks. Anytime you're trying to get you get first round, they're going to give you two first rounds and a second round. You know, when you're trying to rebuild, you got to make you make that move because you're going you already uh, planning on uh, uh, tanking for two or whoever you're going to tank for anyway. So they got those picks, and but I think the whole thing that's why you saw Seals out the door is they he, they are trying to set a certain type of locker room down there. And they want to do everything they do to help Flores get that locker room. So from his his vantage point, he's getting some type of support from the front office in terms of the kind of locker room he wants. He had to give up a great young player to get some picks. Um, and I think the way that you find the Raiders trying to use those picks um, and make them pay off. But then you got to be a, your scouts and folks have have to get you the right talent. Um, so we will be watching the situation. We'll watch what's going on, uh, uh, you know, uh, as this thing uh, moves on. Uh, but you know, I'm 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 like Nas, man. I'm not I'm not I'm not on I'm not on that O'Brien trip on that on that O'Brien bandwagon. Uh, uh, he is he has been he has been as they say he's been fake news. All right, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> head on into the cipher uh, so we can we can get this on. Call the call the call the call the cipher. All right, you listen to RSG one mic. We are. Uh, we are at the end of our NFL divisional preview. We're, we're uh, closing out with the AFC West before we, we try to get to our, our, our uh, Final Four and Super Bowl picks and some of the other things we want to do uh, uh, as we close out uh, our, our, our NFL kind of uh, preview session. Uh, and, you know, I like to start out with a couple of just kind of overview context for the division before we get into our, our fundamental questions we've been asking about each division. Um, and uh, it's also talking about the power rankings. Um, Kansas City, on most people's list, uh, are number one in the power rankings. Uh, they have a projected win of uh, 10.3 uh, in terms of their over-under. 
they are projected. They have an 83, uh, 80.3% chance of making the playoffs. Um, and, you know, as much as we talk about Mahomes and the offense and everything that's been happening over here, um, you know, the pickup of, uh, uh, of Matthew and uh, uh, Frank, uh, Frank Clark on the defensive side of the ball, you know, one of the things that is important to note is they've had key injuries with people with Eric Berry. Eric Berry was a heart and soul. And when Eric went down, that defense was different. Um, and so now you bring Matthew in here and you get Frank Clark. And if they, their defense can play at any level with that offense, this is going to be a tough team uh, to stop. And so their story is really about what can their defense do to complement that great offense uh, that they have. And then you've got the Los Angeles Chargers, who is the sixth ranked uh, uh, in terms of power ranking, uh, projected with 8.8 wins in terms of the over-under, uh, 49.7% chance. Uh, uh, their big story really is, you know, the holdout of Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, they have backup running backs, but, you know, Melvin was slightly on his rise, uh, beginning to catch traction. And, you know, when you can have a, a, a back that can potentially take it to the house, that adds something uh, uh, there uh, to, their, to their team. Um, but they also got Thomas Davis, who, you know, I love at Carolina. Uh, I think he was a great pickup as a linebacker, uh, heart and soul. I mean, this guy uh, is, is the kind of guy that gets you over top in terms of having that heart and soul um, in that locker room. And, you know, they got, they got the little beat down against the Patriots. And so you need a guy here on defense who can help to really uh, um, bring their stuff together to be, really be the heart and, soul, heart and soul of that defense. And so we'll see what's going to happen there uh, in terms of those charges. And, we'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Then in the Broncos, you know, Elway is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to now find a quarterback. You know, except for that one year uh, he had with Peyton Manning, uh, he, couldn't, he, he hasn't had consistent play. He's had, he had, he's had a top-notch championship defense and then no quarterback. And now enter Joe Flacco. Flacco got paid on the Super Bowl stuff, struggled a little bit. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, ended up taking this stuff, this position. He ends up uh, making his way over to Denver. Uh, we got to see if he still has something in the, in the tank. You got uh, uh, Mike uh, Munchuk, uh, who was uh, working at the offensive line, trying to get it going. You got Coach uh, uh, Vic Fangio over there trying to uh, get that defense going where it needed to go. Uh, little customers up front. Uh, we, you know, we're going to see uh, what happens in Denver. You know, can they make another run? Uh, they projected to have seven uh, wins uh, and then 18% chance of making the playoffs. They were the 22nd ranked uh, team uh, in terms of power rankings. And then you got the Oakland Raiders. Woo! What do we say? Hard knock. We already just we already had look. We didn't get to the open mic, and, and we already had Oakland Raiders related quotes from Hank about AD. You know, I'm a Steelers fan. You know, A.B., A.B. offseason, it was all about A.B. And, you know, he went to the Raiders. Even when they picked him up, he still was throwing shots. Man, it was about his helmet. All this stuff going on. But at the end of the day, it's going to be about can Derek Carr get back to what he did early in his career? Can he return? They might keep four quarterbacks. I know what I, uh, Peterson got, just got hurt. Um, they might. They just picked up uh, – uh, uh, my, my guy from uh, 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 former Notre Dame quarterback, they just picked him up. Kaiser. Kaiser. They just picked him up to be, uh, 
you know, he's a kid who left too early, left too early. Uh, but I thought he had some talent if he would have stayed in another year. I thought he had talent. Uh, so he's not a part, he's not a bad person to take in stash if you want to build him up for the future. Uh, but then, you know, they got Farrell as edge rusher out of Clemson. I like that kid. That kid's going to be a beast. And then Jonathan Abrams. I love watching him on hard knocks. Country is all can be. Mississippi State, but that kid can hit. He can lay some wood on folks. Loves playing the game, brings energy uh, to it. They're trying to beef that defense up because they're going to need that defense going uh, while that offense finds its stride. Uh, that defense, I think, um, uh, only had 13 sacks last year. 13 sacks. So you're going to let Khalil Mack go? You're going to get 13 sacks. So the Raiders are going to be the story. Uh, can they put it together? Uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get into our, some conversations about this. Uh, we have, you know, a couple core questions we've been asking uh, with each division, and we'll get into that uh, uh, with the guys. We're trying to do a round robin uh, to go over that. Our, our first question we try to try to uh, figure out is who's, who's the most important player uh, to his team in the division? Uh, you know, that person that if their team loses or if that team, if he plays, and get him over the top. But who's that most important player? Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Darnell. Who do you think is the most important player to their team in the division of the AFC West? Oh, man. Uh, there's so many different ways I can go here. I can go Derek Carr. I could go Mahomes, obviously. But I'm going to go all the way out of left field. And I'm going to say the health of the, uh, one Derwin James, the defensive play, the defensive rookie of the year. How is he going to bounce back? He's got, he's on the they placed him on IR, right? So he's going to be out for the first six weeks. But how are they going to um, bounce back on defense with him gone? And how are they going to bounce back on the second half of the season? He's going to be very important for them. But I, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going Derek Carr. Because the Ra- if the Raiders are going to have any success this season, it starts with him, Antonio Brown, um, and the offense. With um, you got Josh Jacobs coming in the rookie, but um, Derek Carr has to make a step. He has to take that step up because he took a step back last season. But we're we're not too far removed from everybody saying Derek Carr is going to be one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. And I believe he could still he could still realize that potential, especially with the new additions that they have on offense. So I think Derek Carr is going to be the most important to his team. And Derek Carr is going to make that step up this season. All right, we got Derek Carr in the building on this one. All right, Hank, who do you have? Listen, <clears throat> there's no way in the world I'm not going with Midwest Showtime. Okay, I'm going with Pat Mahomes. All right, Pat Mahomes is by far uh, my favorite player in this in this NFL. And what we saw out of him last year was was remarkable. I think Kansas City has done a nice job of trying to shore up some uh, shortcomings, especially on their defensive side, bringing in a Frank Clark to help that defense, bringing in a, a, the, the Honey Badger to help that defense, but also. Uh, we kind of went under the radar. They picked up LaShawn McCoy, okay? And so you've got – so so they knew that – and Tyreek Hill is back, all right? So this man – and what he can do and where he can throw the ball from, 
and all these different angles, and now they've done some things to make sure he's he's still got some weapons and can still get it done. But if he's not there, you know, Kansas City is a completely different team. This team is a definite Super Bowl contender, you know, uh, with, with, with him in there, okay? And, and all you have to do is go back to before he got there with Alex Smith. This was supposed to have been a good team, but they couldn't get him over the top. Pat, he, he, but Holmes definitely can get him over the top. So he's got to be the most important player uh, on that team, and probably for that whole year, for his team, and, and, and for, the, for the league, actually, because of how exciting, dynamic he is. All right, all right, all right. Well, I'm gonna change it up. You know, I think uh, Tyron Matthew, Matthew is uh, uh, the most important player. If you look at the Chiefs, when the how they play, uh, you know, when when they had, you know, was you can you could you can almost say is their, their their heart and soul player Eric Berry. When they had that person, that safety doing what they needed defensively. Going with that offense, they were unstoppable. As soon as they had that injury, or as soon as he was, it changed. It, it changed their fortune. And I think, uh, you know, this is a kid that's continuing to get better and do things. And I just think he's in the right place here. Um, you know, I think that, you know, along with you know Frank Clark put some pressure up front. You can do so much with this guy. He can rush off the edge. He can cover. He can do. He can put. He gives you that Palomali feel. And I think when it, you know, Kansas City's gonna do their thing. But when it gets down, you gotta beat the Patriots, or you gotta win one of these games down the stretch. You gotta. Your defense has to step up and make some plays. And you know, having a guy like this who's interchangeable uh, is, is the key. So I think I think in this division because I think the team that is a Super Bowl favorite is the Chiefs, and I think. Anything that their defense playing a high level because you know what you're going to get from the offense. But when you get into those, when you get into those those, those playoff, those championship rounds, you're going to be playing against a team that's probably got a top ten defense, which means they're going to slow them down a little bit. And can your defense match their intensity? You got to make some plays. And I think uh, they've been they've been killed by not having Eric there. And I think having someone like this who's interchangeable, who can do a lot, um, is, is is a difference maker. So. Uh, I went defense while y'all went offense, but that's okay. Um, the player who you think is going to have the breakout season, um, I'll go first on this one. I say Derek Carr. I think, you know, like you said earlier on, I think people were saying this is one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. Um, I think, obviously, when you can get somebody like Antonio Brown, uh, 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 addition to you, that gives you a security blanket um, that uh, – that is uh, incredible, but also I think his offensive line is going to be stronger. And you got people like Incognito. I know he has to sit out. I think for the first two games, so you have some guys. Uh, they've been best in that up front and offensive line, and then they got a young uh, tight end, uh, Darren Waller. Man, if you watch Hard Knocks, this kid catches everything. And yeah, guys like Hunter Winfrey, even though he's a uh, he's a rookie, this guy can catch everything. So I think he's got some tools um, uh, in his. Uh, Offense that uh, can make uh, all the difference uh, in the world, and I think he's getting comfortable, um, you know, in his second year uh, uh, with them. Um, even uh, you know, uh, you thought we talked about Josh Jacobs. You know, he's got the running game. So you know, I, I you know I think that he's going to have that breakout year. Um, he looks comfortable. Um, he looks relaxed. 
Um, it looks like he and Gruden can see things together. They're on the same page. So I expect I, I expect him to have the the, uh, the breakout season. Uh, Want to go to Hank? I'm going off the radar just a little bit, and I'm going to pick Lashawn McCoy. And the reason why is because you know the the one thing that Kansas City was concerned with was when Kareem Hunt was suspended and they got rid of him. That there had to be some sort of running game that was going to have to take the pressure off of Mahomes. Otherwise, everybody was just going to look for him to just throw the ball all over the field. You can defense against that. Now you've got you a veteran running back that is that is very familiar with Andy Reid. Okay, because remember they were together in Philadelphia. That can do so many different things, take the pressure off of him. And all of a sudden, he, you know, he, he becomes he, – he, he's durable. He don't miss games. Um, I expect him to have a, 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 a breakout year. He's kind of went to Buffalo and just kind of disappeared, in my opinion. And I think this is going to be a real good chance because, because what he's going to bring to that running game, now you're going to have to respect him, even though he's 31 years old. You're going to have to respect the running game, and that's going to make, uh, make it even more of a problem that offense even more explosive. So I'm going with LaShawn McCoy. McCoy. Boy, he was like he was, he was like they sent him out uh to the to the goo live. <laughs> like they sent the <laughs> Buffalo. He went to Buffalo never to return. He, he was like never to be seen again. That's the thing. I'm like, you know, he was totally to me, totally deceived, I think, when he signed that contract or just wanted the money. Okay, then they turn around and um you know, they release him. Now, a player like that, you know, this this is probably, if it's not his last chance, it's going to be. Okay, he's with a team that is that is projected by many, to, you know, outside of uh, New England to go to the Super Bowl, okay? Um, and, and they're a year more mature. And so now you've got, now he's bringing some uh, veteran leadership to that locker room. And I think that, you know, when you got that, those guys, on they, they really try to bring it. I, and I see him really trying to bring it on this year. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Young, who you got? I'm going to go with Bradley Chubb. Um, he's going to be lining up opposite of um, uh, Vaughn Miller at that edge position for the Broncos. And I think he's a guy poised for a big step up in the sophomore season. He's a guy he can rush the passer. And um, he was a guy that he can learn from, like Vaughn Miller. And a guy of his own, uh, his own projections and his own like um, status coming out of college, I think uh, Bradley Chubb is in for uh, a breakout season this year. Yeah, Brandon Chubb, you know, and he's got that, you know, he's got that defensive-minded coach, right, to to try to get the best out of him. You know, is going to look for ways to, um, you know, uh, allow him to do what he needs to to do. So that that defense, man, is. Is, is 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 going to be interesting when you know if they can get anything out of their offense, um, you know they 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 they're going to be tough because they they are retooling over there in Denver. So uh, I, Brandon Chubb, I like that. I like that pick. Um, team that will underperform ex- expectations. So we had the over under. Uh, the team that will be under. Um, Darnell, who do you think will uh, will be under? The Los Angeles Chargers because Derwin James, he does so much for this defense, and he is such a great player. He could play just about anywhere you want him to on the field. 
he even he even lines up an outside linebacker and rush the passer. And this is this guy, he can cover a man coverage and cover his own. He can cover his own coverage. He can um he could be a player on one support. Like Derwin James is all over the field, and with him out for the first six weeks of the season, that could um that could spell a problem for the Chargers. So I I say they might perform this season. All right, you got the Chargers on that. Hank, who do you have? I agree with Darnell. I picked the Chargers as well. I think that the fact that they can't figure out what they want to do with Melvin Gordon, um, and I think they truly underestimate, you know, his impact on that offense, okay? Phillip Rivers is getting older, okay? And what helps a quarterback is a run game. All right, now they want to go by committee, and, and quite frankly, the most disturbing thing about the Melvin Gordon piece is it just didn't seem like there's even any attempt by the Chargers to even negotiate with the young man. In fact, they've said already that they're not going to even discuss uh, 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 contract negotiations throughout the season, and they're, and, and they're going to suspend him for the year. I think that's a bad move for a team that's, that's that close to a Super Bowl with a veteran quarterback. You know, sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do to try to win, especially when they're trying to endear themselves to Los Angeles. I think they're going to blow up in their face. And I think that for what the expectations were for this team, that that's going to really be – that's going to really, you know, fracture that, that, that locker room. I, you can say what you want to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers last year, but I think that that whole um, um, issue uh, with uh, running back there uh, – yeah, I think that impacted the team a lot. That team right now seems like they're more unified now, and I think that with Le'Veon Bell, who I'm thinking about, I think that impacted that team last year, and I think the same thing is going to happen with the Melvin Gordon and the Chargers, so I look for them to underachieve. I don't think they're going to be able to meet a lot of the goals they thought they were going to be able to do this year. Wow, man. Y'all are on the Chargers. Y'all, y'all out there in the Chargers street. Y'all just like you know, uh, y'all get nothing, Chargers. I mean, y'all, y'all, man, y'all killing me over here with these Chargers. What is going on? Well, I got a surprise for y'all in the Chargers, but I will, I will say this. I will say this. You know, I think that, uh, uh, and we'll get into this. I think the Broncos are uh, might underperform. Part of I don't trust Flacco. Like like my man Nas said, he don't trust O'Brien. I had a chance to sit over there in the preseason camp with, uh, uh, when uh, I was over in Baltimore, looking at Flacco, and you just I don't know, man. I think I think you get bamboozled with him. But this is why I say they start out at the Raiders, they play Chicago, they play at Green Bay, they play Jacksonville, they got to play at the Chargers, they play Tennessee, another great defense. Then they got to play Kansas City. I don't know. If Flacco don't show up, they in trouble. They in trouble. They in so trouble. So I think, I think the Broncos, I think the Broncos uh, uh, might might have some struggles. Their defense is going to play great, but if their offense don't give anything, they're playing with some good teams coming front who got pretty good defenses. Um, but have some offenses might be a little bit more productive than them. I think the Broncos, this is a hard division to pick. Um, over and under because I thought they probably I think I thought most I think they got their stuff right on most of the teams in this division. You know I would think Kansas City is probably going to be much higher. So this is a hard one. So it was hard to pick. But I think the Broncos just because I looked at the start of this season, they could they could be in trouble. 
uh, coming out the start of the season. Plus, you know, they, they start with a divisional game, and then they, you know, then you got to go to, you got to play the Bears, you got Green Bay. I mean, this could be done nice uh, with that. So I think the Broncos might 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 uh, underperform. Who do you think will uh, get the over over uh, overperform your expectations uh, in terms of that? Let me go since y'all already uh, got on this team. So let me go first. Uh, I think I actually think that uh, the Chargers might actually be all right. Um, they come out the gate versus Indianapolis. They play at Detroit. They play Houston. That's winnable. They play at Miami. Then they got Denver. I think that's winnable. They play Pittsburgh. That might be a loss. They play at Tennessee. They got at Chicago. But I think, you know, they, I think they come out the gate. By then, you're in November. Now now you got your boys coming back pretty cool, pretty soon as you start getting to these more tougher games uh, towards the back half of the schedule. But I, I think, you know, that, first, that month of September, they theoretically – they could be undefeated by the time they play Pittsburgh on uh, October 13th. The team they got now, but you forget, even though they don't, they don't, they don't have him. If you look at their depth, if you look at their depth uh, on their team, you know they, they still, they, they, they still got, they got players. You got Bozo, you still got players over there sitting in them streets. You still got, you, they still got people on that team on that defensive side uh, of the ball. They still got players. You got Joey Bosa on there. You, you, you still got uh, Thomas Davis, who they didn't have last year. Great uh, uh, linebacker. So you still got you still got you got Ingram. You still got players on that side of the ball who can who can play. So that's why I think they might I think they might uh, 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 outperform kind of what the projections are um, uh, in expectations, uh, just because I think the schedule uh, favors favors them to do it. All right, Darnell, who do you have? To overperform, I would have shoot, uh, I'd have to say Oakland because Oakland is a team that is getting a lot of scrutiny for a lot of good reasons, actually. About good reasons, but like, you know what I'm saying? Reasons that I would agree with as far as um the camaraderie and how this team is going to gel personality-wise. But I think this is a team that could possibly rally together and put together some wins on the football field. You have, um, like I said, you have a new addition to the roster with Josh Jacobs, Antonio Brown. On the other side of the ball, you have Vontae Perfect, um, Jonathan Abrams. So um, this is a team that could possibly outdo what people are perceiving of them for this season. And I would pick the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are already, you know, their expectations are sky high to begin with. So I don't know if I could pick them as far as being the team that's going to overperform because they already have high expectations in the first place. Who you say Yeah, you said who? Who has? You said who already has high expectations? Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. With um, oh, you know, yeah, they already have. Yeah, I, 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 so I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, well, I mean, the Chiefs, you could say the Chiefs, the Chiefs might have 13, 14 wins. They project them have 10. Right. Chiefs probably might have, Chiefs might have 13 wins. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, you have to be focused on either Chargers, Raiders, or Broncos in that. In that. Go on to Hank. Listen, I'm going, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. 
as the most improved team. Listen, that defense is going to be stellar all year. What you're going to see at the Denver Broncos, are you going to see the Baltimore Ravens West? That's exactly what you're going to see. They've got the they've got the tight ends. They're going to try to run the football. They're going to play defense, and that's going to help them, especially late in the season. I look for them to be a nine to seven type of team, but I, but the thing is about it is they're going to challenge because again, if I stick closely to what I predict, I say I don't I don't believe that the uh, uh, Chargers is going to be as formidable as people think they are. And plus, I think that defense that, that Denver has, and with Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, say what you want about him, okay, he don't look the part at all. But, yes, he's won a Super Bowl. Yes, he's been to uh, multiple uh, playoffs uh, with the Ravens. And he and Denver, what's been the, the knock with Denver? They did not have a quarterback. This was a team that – could have competed had they had somebody who knew how to call the shots from the quarterback position. They did not, and now they do. And he's going to be at least, you know, in football. I mean, baseball, you got wins above replacement. And I got to give him at least at least four wins in the in the football schedule, wins above replacement. So uh, I I think that when I look at that, and that West is going to be a tough division in my opinion. But I look at him making a difference for that team, enough of a difference on the offensive side to take some of the pressure off of that defense and, and, and have them steal a couple of games, which I think they can do. When you, and you mentioned their schedule, okay? But you've got, you, you talk about Chicago, but they got Chicago in mile high. Okay, then they go to Lambeau, okay? Um, then you've got, obviously you've got the divisional schedule, but then they've got the Lions. And anybody who the Lions is playing, that's a win for them. So, I, again, I'm just telling you that I, I look for Denver to be the team that, that um, really makes makes the leap this year. All right, now, okay, okay. All right, you uh, you, you get on that Flacco train if you want to. You, you get on that Flacco. All the Baltimore fans out there are like, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, you, get on that, you get on that if you want to, but it's it, it, – you know, everything you said is correct, and it should happen that way. I just don't trust Flacco, man. I, I, I get it. He's not that – I'm not technology. saying he's a sexy quarterback. I'm not. But Flacco yeah. knows enough and has done enough in his career, you know, that you have to at least give him the benefit of the doubt that uh, this is a team, again, this is a, this is a team that's was morally, um, um, you know, a veteran team, especially on that defensive side, the defense probably don't have but maybe a couple, two or three years to be as stout as they are. And and you can say, and we have talked about it on this show on several occasions about that. The the in fact, I made fun of who their quarterback was. That you couldn't take Denver seriously because of who they had at quarterback. Okay, and 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 for the last two years, they just dropped the ball and kicked it out of bounds in that in that move. So for them to have Flacco. You know Flacco knows how to win, whether you like him or not. You know he knows how to win. He knows how to win games, and, and, and that at least makes Denver a nine and seventeen with Flacco being their quarterback, just on the surface, just on the surface, and and, and that puts them on the brink of the playoffs. Okay, okay, it's your list. It's your list. I'm gonna let you. I I had nothing to say. It's your list. It's your list. <laughs> It's your list. 
So I'm going to let you do what you got to do with that list. We're going to move into the final standings and, and highlight a couple teams we think will make the playoffs. And so since Hank is rolling, I'm going to let Hank give me his, his, his final standings for the AFC West and which teams he might highlight will be uh, making a run for the playoffs. Okay, well, listen, uh, I got I got uh, the Kansas City Chiefs running away with it, okay? This is a team that I project to win about 13 games this year. They're going to be really, really good. They're going to be really fun to watch. Uh, they're going to pick up uh, fans from other fan bases this year. This team is going to be really fun to watch. Secondly, um, and this is kind of tough, but secondly, um, I'm going to take I'm going to take Denver. I'm going to take Denver to, to sneak into that second spot, and then um, I, I look at uh, the the Chargers. I say the Chargers underachieved because the Chargers I'm going to pick at third, and I'm not sold yet on John Gruden and the Raiders. I know we've got some talent over there, but I, but there's been more questions than answers with that team. All right, and until uh, you see some stability over there. I can't pick that team to to really make all these improvements. I mean, you got a player that you went and you know signed, and he supposed to have been a big deal. And all he talked about, all he was, has been all off season is a distraction, having grievances about his helmet and stuff. All that stuff has got to go away. The season starts on Thursday. Are they going to be ready? I, I I can't trust that yet. Not 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 with the Raiders. So again, to recap. I'm going with the Chiefs, the the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders. All right. Darnell, who do you got? So I'm going to start off with the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, because their offense last year was historic. They have um, Patrick Mahomes, one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the league today. Um, you have a running game with um, that's going to be highly aided by the passing game with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, guys like that. You even have Sammy Watkins out there. I mean, um, if you've got a guy in Deshaun McCoy, which a lot of people wrote off, um, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. They're, they're saying he was like to be released. He was released, and it turns out he was um he was picked up the very day he got released. So, um. Andy Andy Reid, he really believes in him. He's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to get his touches in ways where he can be effective in this kind of spread offense. It's like a Warriors, Warriors scheme of, like, football almost. Yeah, and on the defensive side of the ball, you got the honey badger coming over. He's a playmaker. He's very rangy. He has a nose for the football. He has one of the highest football IQs in the game. And you're also adding, like you said, um, like you guys said, Frank Clark. He's the baller. He can he can put, he can rush the passer. So um, the defense should get better, and the offense is already great. So I think the Chiefs should be number one. They should be lots for number one. Number two, like I said before, it, it all depends on the health of Derwin James. If Derwin James can come back after after week six and um, be the Derwin James we all know him to be, I believe the, the Chargers will have this spot. But if he um, is hampered and he can't go, then I'll put the Raiders to this spot. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chargers and just hope for good health. But I'm going to go with the Chargers here, Raiders three, and number four is the Broncos. I believe the Broncos have a long way to go. Um, their defense, like you said, they're 
coming together. They should be formidable this season. I just don't know about this offense just yet. And they have to prove it to me before I can um, put them above the other teams on this list. So they're going to be my fourth team. All right. Good stuff, y'all. Good stuff. All right. So I, um, Chief, for everything that you guys said, um, and, um, and and as I said in my points, I think um, they're going to have much more stability on defense. Um, I think that um, they'll be much more sound, uh, which, uh, you know, which gives those offense, give that offense some opportunities. Uh, and I think just like you said, Honey Badger, you know, he's he's that poor man's version of Palomalo. You can have that kind of person uh, uh, on your defense ranging and, 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 you know, I think he's going to be more excited playing a team that has a chance to win a championship. Um, you know, he just brings a whole other feature uh, to that. And then I went to the Chargers. I mean, I, I, with all the stuff they've had here in the offseason, um, you know, I just think sometimes schedules help you. And if you can get James back, um, you know, uh, in, in that week, after that week six, you know, with that, the way I think they kick their schedule off, um, you know, I think, um, you know, um, I think they'll have a tough game against the, 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 the Steelers, but that's always a battle. Um, uh, but, you know, they, they'll have him for the stress run. Uh, and then I, I think the Raiders, I think Gruden is going to uh, – I think they're going to improve. I think they're going to get better. I think it's going to be a tough division. But I think um, the Raiders have the pieces. I think Derek Carr is, uh, you know, uh, an A-B combination is going to be formidable. Um, I think they got nice young pieces on defense. Uh, but I think they're also going to learn how to win. You know, I think there's going to be some games, some close games, some shootouts they lose uh, that get them more in that eight-win, you know, nine-win space with teams like the Chargers and the Chiefs that will at least win ten or more games. Um, and I think the Broncos will be in that eight-win range as well. So we're talking about these teams. The, the, the game differential, I think, in all these teams might be one to two games. You know, the Broncos we had before could still be an eight-win team. Uh, not even team. So, you know, we're not talking about, you know, uh, teams that are uh, going to be five-win teams, four-win teams. So, all right. We're going to move into this last half. Uh, where we're going to move into the prediction space. Uh, I might simplify this uh, with you guys, but one of the things we want to do uh, is that, you know, look, as new information comes in, you, you, can, you have an opportunity to rethink some things. We've been through all of these divisions. And so we each have one chance to look at, like, we have all these questions that are all in these different squares and boxes. And so we have a chance to to look and change, you know, you know, at least one box we think we want to change and switch around out of all these different ones we've been doing. And this is the kind of opportunity we get to do before we uh, we, we do our, our, our – we go into the kind of the, the final four and then, the, um, you know, the uh, – um, you know, Super Bowl matchups and, and, and all those things. So uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at your stuff and, uh, you know, uh, or maybe I'll just like, hey, I'm going to go with what I already said. But uh, I'll go with Hank. Hank, uh, is there something that as you look back that you say, you know what, I like to adjust this? Yeah, there's something I look back, I want to change immediately. And I think you all all <laughs> know what it is. I think it's real simple. First of all, I, I got to do this one, okay? Um, the obvious one is the, is, is, is the Baltimore Colts, okay? But I'm going to leave that for somebody else. I've got <laughs> to change my, my my expectations for the uh, 
for the AF for the for the AFC uh, uh, North. Okay, um, I I gotta tell you, um, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Uh, I saw. I, I took a chance. I, I watched them play Tennessee, and this team has got blood in their eyes. I had initially picked the Ravens uh, to win that division. I don't believe that anymore. Uh, I, I I didn't realize how much of a beast uh, Devin Bush is. Uh, he has really clowned in this preseason, and Pittsburgh really? is real. Pittsburgh. I mean, I, I know he was good, but you know, you always just have to look at rookies. But 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 uh, Pittsburgh P- Pittsburgh is for real this year, um, and I would like to revamp that and say that I expect them to win that division pretty much going away. Uh, this team has they have they have righted the ship. Uh, they're pissed off, uh, and, and they're ready to go. So I, I I had Pittsburgh finishing second in that division, and I had the Ravens winning it actually, and so I said no. I, I got I got to go with uh, Pittsburgh winning that that division and and, and pretty much in in uh, uh, the demanding fashion. And then you have the Ravens and then the Browns and the Bengals. Is that the word you're going? Yeah, yeah. And the Ravens and the Browns and then the Bengals. I just listen. Um, you you you. I, my my thought process was: Were they going to be able to address? Some of the issues from last year that 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 cost them some ball games, and when they're really uh, uh, um, conflict or division in that locker room, and I can tell you that from what I've seen, I don't see that. I think that Tomlin deserves a lot of credit. I think Men Roethlisberger deserves a lot of credit as a quarterback of that team, as a veteran quarterback of that team, you know, to keep those guys together. I think the fact that uh, Le'Veon Bell and uh, AB is gone. I think that, that that helped a lot. You know, they, it was it was uh, addition by subtraction, and uh, they they look like they, they they look real. They look ready to go. And um, again, just just watching them play, the eyeball test tells me this is a team. And I know we're not supposed to put a whole lot into um, preseason, but you also got to look at the depth. What preseason gives you is what kind of team depth do you have? And they've got some very talented players. Uh, Behind the starters, that makes you say, "Yeah, this these guys, these guys are going to be in it for the long haul this year." So I want to revamp that immediately. I mean, like I said, the obvious one, the the elephant in the room, everybody's going to know about that one. But again, I'll leave that to one of you all to um, to do that one. All right, all right, Darnell, is there which box do you want? Is there anything you want to change? You just you like I'm going with what I got. Well, I'm going with the whole AFC South because um, <laughs> I'm starting with the with the obvious one. I'm going to say the obvious. I had Indianapolis going number one, and without Andrew Luck, that's not going to happen. So I'm going to change that one off the bat. And I don't believe Jacksonville is going to um, under cheese. I think Jacksonville is going to actually you get one. You only get one. You only get one. Right. You only get one. You only get one. Huh? Well, I'm going. Well, first of all, I'm going with Indianapolis because they're not going to win the division. Okay. And so you so you want the Jags? Where are you going to put Indianapolis? You have the Jags, Titans, Texans. Where are you going to put Indianapolis? Oh, so the AFC South. You got the order. 
uh, I'm going to go with Jack, the Jaguars, the Titans. Um, who's the other team? The Texans? Oh, yeah, the Texans Jackson. definitely with Laramie Tunzel. They're going to be third. And um, the fourth team is going to be the Colts. Even though the Colts, they really do have a good team, even without um, Andrew Luck. But I don't know how how much they can lean on the running game without having the threat of Andrew Luck passing the ball. I don't know how the running game is going to look without the threat of Andrew Luck passing the ball, how that's going to work out. But I do think they still would be a good running team, especially with the offensive line. You still have Quentin Nelson. You still have the guys up front. You still have Marlon Mack. So I don't know if they're going to be that bad. But um, I would I would have them between third and fourth. But I think Deshaun Watson might be the he might be the difference. But it goes down to yeah, and, and I have the Colts. I don't know. Yeah, I have the, I I have the Colts um, winning that division. I'm going to stick with it. I think. Uh, I think they're still going to be a good team. They're going to, they're going to play differently. Um, and I think he's going to bring out other players. I'm just going to leave it that way because I got another one I need to change. And I'm going to change one. Mm-hmm. Going back to the NFC the NFC North, I had the Bears at the bottom. And I'm like, I woke up hey, like, what? what am I thinking about? Because I had the Bears last. I had the Packers. Behind the Lions? Behind yeah, I, 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 I didn't believe in the quarterback. I didn't believe in the quarterback then. The defense is going to be grounded. Oh, I didn't believe in the quarterback. Didn't believe in him. So I'm switching this up. Um, I'm going with the Bears, the Packers, the Lions, and the Vikings. Uh, wow. Be, uh, that so I, I, I will From I'll move the Bears to the top. <laughs> last to first. I'm going to phone with my boy Sue Campbell, you know, player development cat today. Just the energy in Sue's voice, I just like, you know, I got to do this with Sue. That's my guy. That's my young I said, let me do this with Sue. Let me do this with Sue. So I'm going to put the Bears at the top. I got the Packers and the Lions. And then, so now we set, guys. I'll post this at some point so folks can see. We'll post this on realsportsguys.com so people can see what we put out here um, and uh, uh, see where we're going with this stuff. All right. We're going to do this. Let's just make, we're going to simplify this. Let's just, uh, have your AFC uh, your AFC championship and your NFC championship. Let's make it simple. Um, uh, so, Hank, who do you have in the who are you going to have in the uh, AFC championship? Oh, this is going to be a repeat from last year. I'm going to have New England against uh, Kansas City. It's going to be in my. It's going to be in uh, Arrowhead Stadium again. Um, you want me to tell you who I think I'm going to win to? No, nah, we'll, we'll just go with that. I, I, we'll, we'll come back to the Super Bowl in a minute. So New England versus okay. Kansas City. All right. Okay. And then we got Darnell trying to track this as we go. Man, it's the same. It's the same. Okay. It's going to. It's going to be exactly the same, New England and Kansas City. All right. And then me, I'm going Pittsburgh versus Kansas City. Um, This is going to be uh, Pittsburgh versus Kansas City. Uh, We got that. So make that going. 
and then for the NFC uh, championship, uh, we go with Darnell first. All right, so it's on me, so I'm going to say the Chicago Bears and the um, New Orleans Saints. The Bears versus the Saints. Wow. That, that, that's the well, you know, that's, that's a good one, man. All right. All right. We got Hank. What do you got? Okay. I've got uh, Philadelphia versus the Saints. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, and I'm going. This one has been tough. I'm going back and forth on this one, uh, but I'm going. I'm going to land here. Um, I'm going to go. And I just made a change now. I can't believe I'm going all in on them. But I'm going to go Chicago. <laughs> versus, I, I talked about the hangover the versus the Rams. Versus the Rams. So wow. A game away from the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you got to rethink that. You got to rethink that stuff. All right. Super Bowl matchup. We're going to go. Hank, what do you got in the Super Bowl? Oh, okay. I've got. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Versus the Eagles. Oh. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get you champion in a minute. Okay. And who you got? Who you got, Darnell? All right. So, with the AFC matchup, I had um, the Patriots and the Chiefs again, and I think this game is going yep. to be a tightly contested matchup. Um, I believe that the game is going to end in vintage fashion as the PBU king himself. Um, Stephon Gilmore gets an interception as Tommy fires as the Patriots go back to the Super Bowl once again to face off with the Chicago Bears. As, um, Patriots a against the Bears. Struggle, in a defensive struggle where the Bears go against the um Oh, no, 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 no. Saints. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, okay, okay. I got the Bears Okay. Do you think the Bears they got that high power offense against that Bears defense? With that same ooh, okay, that's okay. They gonna they gonna slow them down. I believe I believe they can slow them down. The running game is gonna be able to keep the Saints off the um off the field with um David Montgomery. If I have him as the breakout player of the year, well, for for the division, why well, it's going to be Pittsburgh going in the Arrowhead mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of volunteers against <laughs> that high power <laughs> offense? And hey, I got a feeling Pittsburgh going to the Super Bowl. I got the Steelers. Of course, he was saying making that. that run back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Making that Super Bowl going from going from going from front page to the front page of something else. And then Chicago against the Rams. I think that might be I think that one might end up being out in LA. And it's gonna be a tightly contested game. And after all the field goals kicking 
exercises they've done in preseason. Chicago Bear has a record. They probably have about 25 field goal kickers coming in. Coming in. Kicking field goals. They dunk it off the left side, and the Rams go back to the Super Bowl. And we have we have a matchup that takes us back to, what, the 70s, the Steelers versus the Rams. All right. Super Bowl champions. Who you got, Hank? Okay. So I got the Super Bowl. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I've got the uh, Andy Reid Bowl because last time, because Andy Reid also took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. You're going to have the battle of two young quarterbacks that we're going to see from years on. Carson Wentz is going to stay healthy, and you've got Pat Mahomes, okay, uh, uh, the Midwest Showtime. Okay, and you're going to have a back-and-forth game. But at the end of the day, not since the days of Hank Stram have the Kansas City Chiefs ever won a championship, and it's going to happen this year with Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Hey, here we go. All right, now we're going to Darnell. All right, so I'm going with Tom once again. <laughs> how how many rings does Tom Brady have? I I I, I lost count, but it's six. gonna it's gonna come top. He has six, or he's gonna yep. have seven because um I see the the Patriots um they're gonna find a way to neutralize the pass rush. They're gonna be throwing a lot of screens, a lot of draws. They're gonna um be giving um Julian Edelman those two way goals. He always does the the option routes and. They're gonna find a way to move the chains. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be a high scoring game, but they're gonna move the chains when they need to. And I think it's gonna be a like a twenty one to seventeen kind of game, or even or even like a seventeen to to ten kind of game. Gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be another game kind of like last season, where um, the Patriots defense is really gonna show up, especially against a team that doesn't have a high-powered offense like Chicago does. So their defense should ball out, and Tom Brady should be able to move the chains when he needs to. So we're going back. Somebody might sing, Swanee River. Lynn Swan, spectacular catch. This Rams is going to be going back and forth. And at the end of the day, I got a feeling Pittsburgh's winning the Super Bowl. Big Ben comes for redemption. Then he walks out of here. It might be the last game he played. The Steelers over the Rams. Tom and company out doing. Nobody believed they could do it again. And they walk off. That's what we go with. I got the Steelers winning it all. Why does that not surprise me at all? Better than mine. <laughs> Y'all think this might be a little better than mine So I, I like both of yours KC and Patriots But that's not It's there, it's been done It's there, it's on wax It will be posted on realsportsguys.com We thank y'all both for going through this marathon It was fun uh, I loved y'all perspective uh, it, was, it was a lot to keep up with y'all I thought y'all did an excellent job um, Breaking this stuff down um, it's just been a pleasure. We'll see how this goes. We'll post these things 
on realsportsguys.com so people can see how we laid our stuff out here um, and, and track with us. Um, but, hey, as we always do before we go, we got we to gotta let the man take us home. My man, Hank, take us all home. All right, thanks a lot again. Once again, everybody, happy Labor Day. And for those of you all who are interested, it's 631 in, in the second quarter. Notre Dame and Louisville are tied at 14. Louisville is giving Notre Dame all they can handle, and I'm loving every bit of it. What I want to talk about with you all briefly is fan bases. This this last week started college football. You had teams all over the country uh, in Division One and Division Two football starting. Everybody was excited. Everybody had expectations. Everybody thought they were going to be they're going to have a season to remember, and then kickoff happened. And even and when kickoff happened, people were excited. They were they were beside themselves. They could they're white knuckling the whole game. Some teams win, some teams lose. But I want to talk about the fan bases of the teams that won. There were teams that blew teams out. There were teams that did what they were supposed to do. Remember, college football doesn't have a preseason. They can't work out the kinks instead of, unless, unless they're shooting live bullets on game day. I've heard of coaches being fired 10 minutes after kickoff because the first play didn't go right. I've heard of coaches or teams talking about, oh, we're the greatest thing since sliced bread because they played the sisters of the poor on the first week. Fan bases. Let me tell you all a little something. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. You're just getting started. There were some bad there were there were some bad losses. There were some great wins. There were some wins that weren't so great for some of these teams out there. But some of these fan bases, y'all need to take it easy. If, if, I, I can't imagine what's it like in your house if something don't go right. Do you just rearrange the whole crib? Relax. Okay? It's a long season. We're just getting started. There's not enough high blood pressure medicine out there to be made if y'all stay like this all year. It's week one. It's week one. Enjoy the, enjoy the ride. Assess everything at the end. There's only going to be one winner anyway. Okay? Style points don't matter in the first week. It's the W that matters. And some of you didn't get that, but you got another 11 weeks to get it going on. Enjoy your team. Enjoy your team colors. Get back in, off the ledge, okay? Calm down. Let the season happen and enjoy it. Otherwise, we're going to be reading, we're going to be talking about you and not to you. Again, happy Labor Day to everybody. Calm down. Enjoy the games. We just get started. Peace. <laughs>